0: Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 179 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is
1: Barbara.
0: Whoa. I'm
1: mixing it up for you. (laughs) There you have it. I am a one happy girl. My 16-year-old got his driver's license this morning. So my chauffeur days are over, and I am celebrating. I am so happy.
0: So he turned 16 and got his license? That's pretty rare these days.
1: No, he turned 16 a month ago and got his license today because he freaking waited to take his test, and so, yeah. But yes.
0: I have an 18-year-old that still hasn't got his license, so... It.
1: I went out to... 10 different car dealerships and I already got him a car. I'm like, see ya buddy. Have fun. Enjoy your freedom. Let me fill it up for you. I can come in early and stay late and don't have to run to school. Not that I mind because I love my kid, sure. but I'm so happy. I'm super happy.
0: Does he get to drive around the younger kid?
1: No, this is my younger kid.
0: Oh, I got him confused. Yeah, the other uh-huh. one's like in his 20s, isn't he? Yeah. I forgot how old you were.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh huh. You can't use that. Age is just a number. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: How are you? I'm doing good. Just, you know, getting ready. Even though we're actually recording this episode much earlier in the week, I'm heading off to Lab Day West in Garden Grove tomorrow, so I'm super excited.
1: Yeah, and I'm heading off to Chicago tomorrow to represent the NBC, so I'm super excited. Well, good. Good for you. Nice.
0: What is the NBC working on? They changing the tests again?
1: I don't know. To be honest with you, this is going to be my first meeting. I was asked to fill in a seat for somebody that had to leave, so... I oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah. That's, that's right in my wheelhouse. I love education and all of that, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I know how you love board meetings.
1: I love <laughs> hanging out with people and getting the hell out of town for once, and, you know, you're going to have to wear a mask the whole time, but I don't even care. Yeah. Just get me out of
0: here. Same thing with Lab Day West. Yep. Even though this episode comes out after Lab Day West, I imagine everybody came by and said hello to me. I hope. And said, hey, I know who
1: you are, Elvis.
0: Oh, I recognize that voice. That's what I get all the time. (laughs) But
1: speaking of being around people, how was the FACD last weekend? It was fantastic. Great speakers, great time. Had a lovely dinner at Capitol Grill with Lonnie and a couple of our docs. And really enjoyed myself. So thank you for asking. It was fantastic. It was not, uh, you know, a bunch of numbers in terms of people signed up, but not small either. And Just to get out and see everybody and talk and network, I I really, really enjoyed it. Because I think, you know, that's my first going anywhere in probably a year and eight months. So I loved it.
0: You remembered how to interact with the public and people and... Yes, I did. Okay,
1: good. And doctors, because you know how much fun that is. So
0: the FACD, that's the Florida Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, right? Yes. look at me. I'm smart. How is that different than the AACD that happens in Florida?
1: Because the Florida the Florida and the AACD is the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. So it's in Florida, but the AACD has a different place every year. It just happens to be in Florida this year but they're two different academies very much affiliated for doctors that you know like to be looking at high-end cosmetic work and go into different ce courses that gear towards that
0: does every state have an academy of cosmetic
1: dentistry no it's just one and you can you know your state you just belong to it wherever you are
0: yeah but is there like an arkansas academy of cosmetic dentistry
1: and a mississippi no oh (laughs) <laughs> you, can, you can be in any of those states, but then you are a part of the AACD, if that makes sense. Not really. It's above my head. But in Florida, it's mostly Florida. So yes, Florida is mostly home-based. Move on. Yeah, I don't know what to I think on. you got it. <laughs> we'll just assume that I do. Okay.
0: <laughs> so this week, we wrap up the conversations we got while at the pre-booth at the Ladies of the Mill Summit. Again, I say we.
1: Oh, I know. Next time I'll be there. I promise. Yeah.
0: So first, we want to give a big, huge, and enormous thanks to Jill Swafford and Christina Heeslip for putting on the stellar event and for inviting the podcast to be a part of it. If you want to hear about them and how they came up with the idea of Ladies of the Mill, we talked to them a couple months ago. So head over to episode 167, where we talk to them for a full episode. So this week, we start off with a stepmom and daughter team. Kelly and Hannah Fincher from Cosmetic Advantage Dental Laboratory. I want to first sincerely apologize to Hannah. I did not capture her audio when we were recording live. Bummer. It was terrible. But I was able to boost Kelly's mic, who she was sitting right next to, just enough so we could hear what Hannah is saying. Oh, you're so smart. Yeah, it's not ideal, and I apologize for people listening. It gets kind of background noisy when Hannah's talking, but bear with us. I am really, really sorry. It's one of those things you just run into with the issues when you're recording live. But I promise, Hannah, when you take over your parents' lab, we will gladly have you back on the podcast and record you that time. (laughs) But anyway, Kelly has a great story of being a nurse who meets a lab guy, they fall in love, and then Kelly becomes a lab lady... And gets to raise hannah into the business and then we wrap up all of the conversations from the whole weekend with tay harvey from an accident an accident an accident an accident, usa you're funny what can i say other than tay and i sit down and we just chat we cover so many different things I think the best way to explain it is just to say, take a listen and laugh along. So join us again for the last time from this year's Ladies of the Mill Summit. Grow3x is a dental supply, service, and marketing company. It was founded by Norbert Ulmer, and his goal with Grow3x is to help dental labs, and especially small labs, to lower their costs for supplies, provide business
1: opportunities, and generate growth. Anybody can work with Grow3x and buy from them at very attractive prices. They carry amazing zirconia burrs, and their rainbow burrs are for PMMA and Trilore. are top-notch. They also carry Zirconia from Adite and a wide range of Harvest Dental products and different 3D print resins.
0: What's really cool about Bro3X? is that you can join their Growth 3 family program for only 99 cents. What? I know. It's amazing. It's cheaper than the dollar store. Hell yeah. This will then give you an additional 10% discount on all of their supplies and even their CAD
1: CAM design and fabrication services. You've got to try it. They really want to help labs save and grow as they know how hard it is competing with the large groups. And by the way, did you guys know that Norbert from Grow3X used to have his own lab some 10 years ago? So he really does know what labs need.
0: Get a three-month trial membership with Grow3X Family Now for only 99 cents and receive free Shade
1: Peg Shots
0: free of charge.
1: Shade Peg is a great stump shade material to better match even the most difficult shades. So if you're doing all ceramics, Shade Peg is where it's at.
0: So go over to grow3x.com and add the Grow 3X family to your cart. Then add three Shade Peg shots of 3cc each to your cart and then go to checkout. But first, before you buy, enter the discount code V-F-T-B for Voices from the Bench and then you check out boom it's that easy we appreciate your support of the podcast Grow 3X Voices from the Bench The Interview Awesome Yeah Ladies of the Mill Chattanooga we are with you don't have a name text you don't get a name <laughs> Hannah Fincher. Fincher, Cosmetic Advantage. and Kelly Fincher. Kelly Fincher. Wait a minute. <laughs> you're related somehow. We are. What are you, sisters?
2: Thank you <laughs> Shut
0: up. No, you're not. I'm
2: actually her stepmom. Nice. So. Um, nice. I've been in Hannah's life for like 16, 18 years now. Yeah.
0: I'm a stepdad. High five. high five. Boom. Bonus parent. Yeah. Bonus kid. Nice.
2: So, yep. um, My husband and I own a lab. Um, Hannah actually has worked in our lab for the last six years.
0: Really? Yeah. So, did you grow up in this lab?
1: Uh, Not in this very lab, but my dad worked at a lab my
3: entire
0: life. So, you know this lifestyle and how great it is. (laughs) So, your husband, your dad. Worked in a lab. And where is this lab? Where, I mean, so, what, where are you guys from? What state? So we're
2: from uh, Texas. Okay. We're in Louisville, which is a suburb of Dallas. Okay. Um, and so my husband started his career in the Air Force. Oh, nice. Translated I out. I love Air Force yep. trained
0: dental technicians. I mean, yeah, They are phenomenal. They're sticklers, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah,
2: they are. <laughs> um, transitioned out into the civilian world where he worked for Westbrook Dental Lab for 13 years and yep. then ventured out and started his own in 2009 and
0: um so like 2009 he opens up his own now we all know 2008 was like that terrible year yes but and yeah, we started
2: it in the very beginning of 2009 we were kind of crazy yeah. but young and full of ambition and yeah. na-, na naivety is that the word we're naive enough to not know what we should be as- hey,
0: afraid sometimes of ignorance gets you far <laughs> so <laughs> you met him when
2: i actually met him in 2006
0: did you know what a dental technician was?
2: Nope. Didn't even know the dentist didn't make your teeth. Yeah? <laughs> yep.
0: And when he told you, did you think he was a dentist? No,
2: no. I No. He was like, I make teeth for dentists. That's what he said. And I was like, you mean the dentist doesn't make the teeth themselves? Yeah. And he was like, no, I do. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So we actually met in Rochester, New York. I was going to nursing school. Oh. And he, um, so Westbrook had been bought by a, a large group called okay. DTI. Yeah. And they had sent him up to... Work at one of their other labs that was just needing some help, in and wa- so Rochester in New Rochester. New York. Did New you
0: York. go or was, okay, okay?
2: Yeah. So he and I met within the first week of moving there, and quickly started dating. And we're only there for a year. Yeah. Moved back to Texas, um, where I started to be a nurse, and he went back to working back at West. Did so you like
0: this guy enough to move to Texas?
2: Well, I we're both from Texas. That's, that's what's so funny. Yeah,
0: that's weird. Okay.
2: We call it kind of a God thing because, you know, he's nine years older than me. Um, I was 23 when I met him. He was 32, had three kids, was divorced. And I probably would have never given him the time of day. And he probably, I don't know, we just would have never met up, even though, like, our families were 20 minutes apart. Really? Yeah, there was just all this coincidence. Yeah. So he was only up there for nine months. I was there for a year getting um, accelerated BSN and nursing and then we came back um, to he came back first and i followed him i was in love i was like i'm going to dallas to get my first nursing job <laughs> so otherwise i my original plan before i met him was i was going to get my degree i was going to be a travel nurse mm-hmm. and i was going to just see where life took me does
0: nurses degrees travel from state to state or is it like dennis where it's like once you have that there license there
2: are there are compact states so okay. texas is a compact state but i actually didn't sit for my boards until I got back to Texas. So okay. I was licensed and always stayed there. But there are certain states that you can go okay. across state that's lines Okay, that's a side question. I
0: just wanted to know. I'm curious about stuff. Yeah, so, there you go. so you came to Texas as a nurse. As a nurse. At what point did you say, it's time to become a dental technician? <laughs> well,
2: so he opened up a business, our business, in 2009. What's it called again? Cosmetic, Cosmetic Advantage, Advantage. Advantage Dental Lab. Yep. Love. We had an account set up ready to go that we was going to send us work when we opened our doors on April first. Okay, and those doors opened, and so did like fifty-four cases, and so we were totally overwhelmed. We immediately hired two employees. Like he had friends, like you want to come work for us, and I became a model technician. And that same month, Hannah came to live with us. <laughs> the year we um, opened our lab. So I did a weekender nurse program where I worked every Saturday and Sunday night, and they paid you like you worked 40 hours, but you had to commit to working every weekend. Oh. So I worked Saturday and Sunday nights as a nurse, would come home Monday morning, sleep, and then Tuesday through Friday, I was a model technician (laughs) for our first year. So that was fun. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Everyone (laughs) knows the best job in a dental lab is the model room. Oh, yes. (laughs) The
2: dirtiest job for sure. And let me tell you, I am not a neat model room technician. I'm that person that just wipes their hands on their front, on their back. Like, I just was covered. (laughs) And we worked in this cute little downtown area in McKinney to where you could walk to a lot of, like, restaurants and stuff. So lunchtime, I'm like, I'm going to go get lunch. I was covered. covered. People would be like, are you an artist? Yes, I am. Like... (laughs) So um, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it was really great. Our very first landlord, um, his name, he went by Doug. Yeah. And he would be like, wait, you make teeth? You sell teeth. <laughs> so if I come in, you'll pull my teeth and sell them to someone else? And we're like, no. Nah. That's not. How, I mean, he was a funny guy. I love it. How people he was a really funny guy. Is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, back then downtown McKinney couldn't even rent out stuff. And so we applied for our certificate of occupancy for our first lab and oh. we're denied because they're like, we don't allow any medical down here. Well, our landlord owned like 25% of downtown McKinney. And so sure. he was like, you'll go back down there and say you're an office building and I'm going to set them straight. And so sure enough, we reapplied and we were there for four years until they really did grow. And they're like, you need to get out. And we're yeah. like, "Oh,
0: that's fine. We need to, are you still pouring models? Um, no. So I only did it for the
2: <laughs> first year. Getting back on topic. Um, and we grew enough to where we were we had enough employees that I really stepped out and really just did the business side of things. Fast forward to, I guess, about 2013, we got into a bigger lab, mm-hmm. bigger building. Actually moved cities. Oh, really? Um, within, yeah. We went from McKinney to Louisville, where our lab is now. And Louisville? Um, Louisville, Texas. But not Louisville. No, it's actually spelled how it sounds. L E W I S. Oh, finally. So yes. every time
0: I say Louisville wrong, right. I can just talk say I'm talking about your You're town. You're just talking about Texas. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah
2: Louisville, Texas. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> um and believe it or not, every vendor I talk to is like, Oh, it really is Louisville. I'm like, Yeah. They're like, that's cool.
0: We recorded in Louisville a couple of years ago and I got
2: an education? Yeah. <laughs> I said it wrong to the wrong
0: people, and it was not good.
2: Yeah. but So, and we just continue to grow. We've, yeah. um, We have started a, a second little company that caters to a different. So, Cosmetic Advantage, we do a lot of high-end uh, yep. work, a lot of cosmetics. And so, we wanted to try and diversify. So, we actually have a, another company now called ZirconiaMilling.com. Um, and it just mills. It's kind of like, I guess you could compare it to, like, alien milling or something like yeah. that. But we don't market it to dental lab technicians. We market it to dentists who are okay. doing their own in-house designs who maybe mills their Emacs yep. in office, but they don't want to mess with that zirconia because it's so messy. Sure. And so a lot of times they'll just outsource that to us. Interesting. And
0: that's been successful?
2: Yeah, it has been because we, we really um, have a lot of accounts that, that use us for multifaceted things. And so we're like, hey, if you – want to save money like they'll send us all their cosmetics but they do their own emacs but hey if you want to do your zirconia and you yeah, want to do it cheaper not? do it this way and so it's been fun we've had some fun with it it's definitely something that i want to continue to grow which is one of the reasons why i've come into yeah. our lab more it's good full thing time. you stopped
0: pouring models because it sounded like you uh, whoosh, took off with it <laughs> what about you when did you how well i mean obviously dad but right so i mean
1: growing
3: up in the whole lab was different i didn't think i would be I wanted to be
0: a vet. And a vet.
3: Yeah. And when I went to college, I graduated high school, hated it, came home, and said I wanted to work in school. Nice. I started
0: starting staining and glazing. Really? Yeah. really? Are you still staining and glazing? How long have you been doing it?
1: It's been on and off. I've done a couple different things in the lab. I've yeah. done all work. I've done staining. Um, Design? Uh, Very little. Yeah. Very yeah.
3: good. Uh, staining glazing is mostly what I've done. Yeah. If you have a
0: talent for it, you got an eye for it, keep doing it. It's good stuff. Absolutely. So are you hoping to be in this career forever?
2: I
3: hope. I hope to maybe take over
0: the business ah. one day if they let me. Wink, wink. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys do removable? No. <laughs> nope. Only fixed. Only fixed. Nice. So
2: I think there's a, a huge need for removables, especially in the Dallas market, where a lot of our accounts ask us to. And actually, that's what Jimmy was trained in in the Air Force. That's what he did for. Oh, was that the dad and husband? Huh? I don't think yeah. we said his Sorry, name. Sorry, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy Fincher. <laughs> He's what his you know his initial training was all that, and so he knows how to do it. Um, but his love was Crown and Bridge, and every once in a while he'll throw out that idea of let's let's do it, and I'm like. You don't have time. You don't have time. It's a
0: whole new Uh ball of wax, to use the term. Yes. Yes, it's a lot.
2: Yeah, different equipment, different setups, and so.
0: Different skill set you have to find. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, though, like with any good dental lab technician, they enjoy doing everything. It's just about how much time and what do you really want to focus on, and so, Jimmy is very innovative. He has that entrepreneurial spirit, so he gets bored easily and wants to to change it up. <laughs> yep. And it's about us as his team, kind of supporting him and funneling. Like, let's just keep it where we're doing what our best work is and, yeah. and elevating those items. Um, because I feel like he could very easily spread himself too thin. Yeah. Um, just because he's just always thinking about Lab what can I do better. Spreading themselves
0: too thin. Haven't heard that before. Oh, yeah. I know. That's yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, when I say I married into the dental lab field, that truly is it. Yeah. Like, I didn't ever think I would work in our business, much less leave nursing. But, you know, it's just kind of been something that we've kind of come to that crossroads of do we want to hire someone in to run it or do we want to keep it with us? And yeah. we really have enjoyed growing it and doing it ourselves. And I said, no, I think I'm, I'm ready to, to jump in this with you. And
0: You're not still working on the weekends, are you? No. <laughs>
2: no, I um, <laughs> I actually just quit um, for the second time this past June. June 1st was my first day to be full-time in our lab. Um, I actually quit um, the month before COVID. Really? Um, and COVID hit, and that is when my boss calls me from the hospital. And she I goes, I know you've been gone for two weeks, but we don't really know <laughs> – what the future holds and i just had to quarantine half my staff because of exposures sure. this is back when if you Nobody were exposed knew. you got quarantined yeah, yeah we didn't wait for symptoms we just yeah. quarantined you yeah. and she's like can you come and help us and i said sure so i went back to the hospital signed up for a couple shifts and during that time is when they shut down the dentistry in texas and so it was like oh how about I work for you full time because we just you know lost our ability so to do that. Did your lab shut down?
0: Completely? We shut down. Yeah. Well
2: so what we ended up doing is we furloughed all of our employees. We were still there if someone needed something, but, but I can tell you we maybe did one crown yeah. in the five weeks that we were fully shut down.
0: Yeah, it's um, tough. That's good that you had nursing to go back to.
2: Yeah, exactly. And in fact, um, you know, you talked about how you just had a lot of downtime. Well, my husband found himself as a single dad because we were nervous enough that I ended up just living in our camper for a month while
0: really? he was home with I've the heard kids. Stories about that, about nurses and doctors like living in tents or in the garage mm-hmm. during this, because nobody was sure about what was we going on. We just didn't,
2: and I think as healthcare workers, we felt very obligated to. Be there because if we weren't there, who would be? Yeah. Um, but our biggest fear was not getting sick ourselves, but making our families sick. Absolutely. So I have, um you know, I have young ones at home. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and so that was also a big influence in me coming to the lab because I wanted that flexibility of being able to work when I wanted to work and be home with my kids when I wanted to. I've got one that's starting kindergarten, and I want to take her to school every day. Yeah. And I can't do that with a nursing life and.
0: Yeah, because you do like weird 24 hour shifts and all that. <laughs> Just right? 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hour know. shifts. But yeah. still. Yeah. I mean, not that dental technicians don't spend 12 hours in a oh, lab. But if
2: that's all my husband worked, I would be happy.
0: <laughs> so He's one of those in at four, out at 11.
2: Yeah, I mean, a 12 hour day is a normal thing, six to seven days a week. And wow. That's another reason that I joined, um, was trying to figure out balance and a better flow because. You know doctors have you know you have a, a turnaround time and it doesn't matter how much comes to that door they all expect it back in that time. you can't
0: call and say I'm really busy can I get another day Well,
2: yeah. only if maybe you do it on the day it, it rolls in I know yeah, mean, well, yeah and, you and can <laughs>
0: yeah you catch it early sure
2: but it's been—it's just been some unchecked growth, and so we feel really blessed. I mean, people are going back to the dentist in the droves. It feels like, and it so, is. yeah. You know, we don't know how long this wave will last. Is this just an elevated bubble, and it will kind of flatten back out? Or, yeah. I mean, we don't know. But we want to handle it right and manage it right, and so that's why I'm—I'm I'm here. So. that's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. Thanks. That's cool. Thanks. I didn't realize you're mother and daughter. <laughs>
2: It's okay. No one ever has. Yeah. <laughs> so I, let's see. I'm what sixteen years older than you. So if I was really your mom, I'd be a young mom. But you know, yeah, it happens. It does. It does. <laughs> but I call Hannah my bonus kid. When she came to live with us at twelve, I didn't have any kids, and so I learned a lot from her. I call her my firstborn, even though she's the baby of the older ones. So yeah, poor kid. <laughs> you know, we we learn a lot with
0: first ones. So step parents, man, unite. Yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, you learn a lot fast. Yes. Yes. At at an age where you don't get that gradual. Yeah. You know, so.
2: But at the same time, like, it's probably one of the most rewarding relationships because when you have a good relationship with a stepkid, it doesn't have to be there. And when it is, like, it's so wonderful. Like, you feel really, really blessed. Awesome. So.
0: So why did you guys come to Ladies of the Mill? Did I ask that already? No. I don't think I did. What brought you here?
2: Well, I don't know. Like, I love Ladies of the Mill. So I joined the group when it was only like 30 members. And I don't even remember how I found it. Maybe it was just a suggested group you might like. I don't know. Yeah. So I joined it because I'm just interested in dentistry. Like, I try and learn through osmosis just because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But I want to know. And I do all the buying, and so I'm always looking for new products and people's ideas. And then I take them back to my husband, like, hey, I saw this. What do you think? Let me talk to you about
0: Preet when we're done, by the way. Oh,
2: sure. Just, hey, yeah. look at you. <laughs> I, I recognize the the name. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm obligated to do that, by the way. it's okay. <laughs> so you're, you're, you yeah. saw him on Facebook.
2: Yeah, saw him on Facebook. And then with Chicago, midwinter in 2020 yep. – I knew they were going to be there, so I thought, you know what, what the heck, you know, we'll meet up, and it ends up, we were at one of the mixers for um, Labstar owners, Yeah. and Christina and her husband do Labstar, and they yep. just happened to be there, and so we just sat there for an hour talking, and yeah. ended up meeting Good up people. for drinks yep. later, and I met Jill, and so it was just really neat to meet them early on, and so it just made it so much easier for me to feel interactive in the group because I had met them and, you know, you it's know fun. talked. And so I've just really stayed active in the group just through social media. And so, of course, when she posted, like, this is what's going on, I'm like, I am there. I hope I was the first person to buy a ticket. I don't <laughs> think I was. But, I mean, literally, they, they, I, they posted it. I was like, Boom. purchased two tickets. I said, hey, guess what? We're going to Tennessee. And she goes, okay. Nice. She's my travel buddy. Like, we love going places together. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So
0: you've been to Chicago, Lab Day, and all that? Um.
2: So her first Lab Day, my first Lab Day, was on her 18th birthday. We took her to Chicago for her 18th birthday. Made her do, la- made her do with us. It's a great 18th birthday, Took though. her to Second City. Got to see her first oh, comedy club. I've been to Second City.
0: Yes. They took me there a couple of years ago. That was a ton of fun. Yeah,
2: that was her 18th birthday. So yeah. we had a you blast. You have to
0: be 18 to go there, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you if do. If I remember the language. Uh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was fun, though. I had a great time. Well, there's a stand-up comedian here tonight. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Too. I don't know who she is, but
2: I just love comedy. I so do too. I'm like, sign me up. I'm yeah. I'm a like, go with the flow kind of girl. So you say, you know, there's comedian. I'm like, let's go laugh. I don't care. Yeah. So.
0: awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much Absolutely. for sitting down. Having a great for having time. Us. Thank yeah. you so much. This is not live. No, it's definitely not live, and everything's edited. <laughs> do you want to sit?
3: Uh yeah, kind of do.
0: Okay, I don't have a chair, so oh, I got this.
3: You got your pelican. <laughs> oh, Fun this is an case. impressive. Like I don't get to see this side of things. Yeah, you like that? I do. Like this is this is really cool. For some reason, this device. What, what is this? Zoom.
0: It's zoom a Zoom Six. Yeah. Zoom makes. But what, what does it do? It is the interface. So it allows for multiple microphones to go into one. Ah,
3: well, this is being advertised to me on my Facebook feed. Oh, I bet. And I didn't know, so it knows.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) honestly, yeah, they knew you were going to see it. Yeah. Honestly, I could not connect this and record directly on this. Yeah. So it's very portable. Oh. And this is actually a microphone on top you can put a thing on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and record everybody. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So here we are, day two, ladies of the mill, mm-hmm. Chattanooga at the Preet booth with Tay from an accident. It's not an accident. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's an accident. an accident. You know, I've thought seriously about just changing the name to Anax.
0: Oh. So if you notice like the our. dent?
3: Yes, because nobody can say it. You no, know, I,
0: I think it's accident, an accident. An
3: accident. And, and it's because the X and the D, you know, whatever. But I think I'm just going to go Annex. Anax.
0: You can do that? I, I mean, think
3: so. I'm working on it. All our stickers say Annex. When we talk about who we are, I say Annex for short. So I think we're going to... Ch- I don't know. I think we're going to change it. But
0: isn't that a whole like legal thing you need to do? Yeah, it is. It? Wow. My
3: husband's a patent attorney. Oh, that's convenient. So he's going to do that that's for convenient. me. That's yeah, convenient. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, day two.
0: So why did you come to Ladies of the Mill? Because
3: I'm a lady. Are num- you? Number one. Oh. <laughs> I'm a lady. Yeah. I came to Ladies of the Mill. I met Jill through... A mutual friend, Chris Bradley from Smile Line. Yeah. So she introduced me and Jill right when COVID hits. Mm. I think we were kind of looking to connect with other business owners, female business owners, Mm -hmm. because we were navigating so much at the time, owning a business and dealing with COVID and the payroll protection program, all that. So we had a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got
3: to know her and we've kept connected. We just hit it off. And when she mentioned they were going to have a meeting for Ladies of the Mill, I was like, yes, I'm there. That's great. I want to support you. So, I don't know. I'm here to bring our products to this group. But it's really been less of an experience of standing behind a table showing people products and more just like getting to know people. It is
0: not a look at this product type show, but it's a great show. It
3: is. And what I noticed, usually when I'm at a trade show, maybe one female technician will come by to talk to us um, out of every 10 to 15 technicians. Maybe one's going to be female. And so female technicians are often just standing in a group where they're the only one. And there's a certain thing that does, I think there's something that does to your confidence or I don't know, it it changes the way you have conversations with people, it changes your confidence, you just feel a little out of place. So I've noticed, you know, it's such a different experience talking to the same women that I've met at trade shows for the last 10 years. Yeah. When they've come to my booth talk to me, I've learned so much more about their businesses. At this show. Yeah, they're yeah. just not, the that boundary's not up. They're
0: very open. Yeah. I mean, we've recorded a ton here. Yeah. Everyone loves to tell their story. Yeah,
3: but I think that they know that this is an audience for their story where I think a lot of us feel like our story isn't as relevant in the male-dominated industry. And I don't say it's male-dominated as a complaint at all sure it's just the way it's evolved over time absolutely but there's a shift there is a, sh- a little shift and certainly in this room it gives us this little peek into what it could be like if we didn't feel like we were the minority in the room yeah
0: well there's a shift in dentistry on the clinical side uh,
3: huge and it's been for a long time
0: and now you hear that there's more females in school now than yes, men. yes. and that shift is just going to continue yep and it's a great thing yeah and i think it's going to come into our industry
3: yeah I think it has to you think I love to see that these women like I said that have come by and I've seen them in a different light at other shows before I see them more open more confident now I think having experiences like this meeting will start to show them oh this is how it could be it doesn't matter when I'm the only woman in the room this is how I need to have conversations with my vendors or you know I have the perspective of a vendor so that's all I can speak to but I hope it changes how they feel when they go back to what's a more typical trade show experience. I think it will.
0: Day. I I agree. And I
3: think that experience being multiplied or repeated. I know they're going to do this next year.
0: I heard a rumor yes. that they're going to be making an, an announcement.
3: Yes. So yeah, I hope this will come out after the announcement. Long so I'm not after, okay.
0: Okay. Long after.
3: Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm excited about the uh, impact it's had already, but I'm excited about the fact that there's so much support and enthusiasm behind it that it's going to continue.
0: This was Annex's first meeting after COVID. Yes. Yes. That's huge. It is. Because you guys used to do a ton of we did. trade shows. And
3: I don't think we will. I don't think that's... I mean...
0: You're not going to do every no. show possible?
3: Mm-mm, no. And I feel bad, like because I'm i so grateful for the people that organize meetings that give yeah. us these opportunities. So I don't want to discount that. But yeah, I just, we learned how to do things a little differently. And we're a really small company with a really small staff. Mm-hmm. So I think COVID taught us that we had to be a little bit more protective of our time yeah and i don't have to fool myself to think i'm competing with ivoclar or Densefly or any of these large companies i'm not so if they're somewhere where i'm not it's okay it is okay <laughs> it's it okay. Is okay i need to be where we add value and at meetings like this we add value at some you know smaller meetings where we're bringing something that's specifically helpful to people, we we add value there. So we just have to look at it differently. You don't want
0: to be a booth in a sea of thousands of booths?
1: Yeah.
3: Like, a li- I call it the lemonade stand. Like, we've got the lemonade stand, and everybody else has, like, the big <laughs> booth. <laughs> they brought
0: in a truck. They brought in a truck. <laughs> to set up their booth that needed a crew and exactly. a crane. We're never yeah. going to have
3: that. But our Chicago booth yeah. is going to be badass. Is it going to be just, badass? Just, just... Putting that out there.
0: I can't
1: wait.
3: Yeah, I'm here. I'm on the air, Jill. We're live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a first. Never have someone been called on stage while we were recording. Time. First yeah. time.
3: You talk to people like me, and this kind of stuff's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: Do you need to go up?
3: You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Well, that's exciting. Yes. So a post you did on Instagram. Yes. On what? When did you do it? Uh,
3: It was me and Casey looking very serious about how we're going to sell things here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As all your posts are very serious. Very serious. Very straight to business. (laughs) I've seen them. They're almost depressing. They're so straight to business. (laughs)
3: So we had posted a picture of me and Casey at our booth and I, it's, you know, tagged where I was. Yeah. So it's so Chattanoogan Chattanooga hotel. And I think she just saw that and thought, well, oh, I want to be there. She said, I don't know how I didn't see this. I'm a member of all the groups and everything, but there are so many groups. Yeah. So, you know,
0: she drove an hour and a half, missed the first day mm-hmm. just to come to the second day. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. And she just, she said she was so surprised that they, that this even existed. Which yeah. is, yeah, I think it's, this is a long overdue meeting, and I'm grateful that Jill and Christina saw a, um, I mean, it's, it's intimidating to put something out there and hope an audience shows up. Yeah. We do that all the time. We don't have a big team of sales reps, and so any event I do is huge risk if, if we don't get enough people If you don't get in. the people And they're the same. They don't have a sales force out there. And you
0: know, there's a lot of people that didn't know about this. A lot of people. still don't. Mm -hmm. And once they find out, this could be
1: huge.
3: Yeah. And I think that's kind of the balance. With social media, it's a challenge to stay realistic about how many people are or are not seeing your content. Because it's free, so you can just keep posting. Yeah. And then you think that everybody's seeing it. But you, you have to be honest with yourself and realize, yeah, I've only got X number of followers and I've... You know the market's so big, so really a minority of people are going to see Absolutely. what you put out there.
0: Not many. No, not many. The unless you're paying. <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 yeah. That's true.
0: <laughs> and uh, I don't pay. I don't either. I don't know who would honestly. No. Why? We
3: tried. We tried like boosting a post or whatever on Facebook. We stopped trying. Like Facebook buries us so deep.
0: <laughs> Very.
3: So deep. Instagram doesn't, so we post on Instagram, and that gets more. Instagram stories, like we started doing stories in the last year, and it's a totally different audience.
0: I don't understand how those work.
3: Oh, you just got to start doing them.
0: I know, but like you see it, and then it's gone.
3: It's gone in 24 hours. But the whole day, think about it. So So if I
0: wanted to go back and see something I saw yesterday, I can't.
3: You can't, but that's why you have to watch while they're there. So there's like a sense of urgency about it, right? And the other thing that's great is like if you pull up your Instagram account and you're just looking at your feed, like you're constantly being told. Yeah, I look at those all
0: the time, but I just don't get it. Like you can't see it again.
3: You can't see it again, (laughs) but you can save them in your highlights. Oh. I don't know who looks at highlights on pages. I don't know.
0: I don't even know how you get to a highlight.
3: Well, so you get to a highlight by going to, your pro, by going to oh. a profile, and then you've oh, got your no, highlights. Yep. And some people are, like, good at it. They've got little icons for each thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do all that. But I save. I try to remember to save things in my highlights, yeah. but I forget a lot. Yeah. But anyway, stories have been the best. And the reason I like them, sometimes I'll have a, something I want to post. And I'm not sure if it's, like, something I want to live on my page forever. Maybe I'm not real sure that it's a message that's going to connect with everybody or that everybody's going to care or somebody's not going to be offended. Yeah. So I put that kind of stuff in our stories.
0: Because you know it's going to be gone.
3: It's going to be gone. Mm. Some people will see it. It won't live forever. So I I don't know. I think stories are really powerful.
0: I spend a lot of time looking at them, but I've never really utilized them. And that's
3: the thing. Everybody who looks at them looks at them all the time. So people might... Not see my feed, so sometimes I'll share my posts to my story, and different people will see it than would have seen it if I would just I left see. it as a yeah. post. So that 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 works too.
0: And but if and if anyone's listening that doesn't follow an accident, Annexent, oh. you should. <laughs> you guys do some hilarious stuff. We've you got have good way, stories. Way too much fun at so work. So
3: everybody who works at Annexent is funny, like. <laughs> I don't know I have, Is
0: that a criteria for hiring?
3: I have to like you. Yes. Okay. I have to like you. You have to make my day fun. Nice. Because I spent all my time there. So when I interview people, I'd say, I'm mean, out, tell them you have to make my day fun. That would be weird. But I say. <laughs> you have to
0: entertain yes. me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, you know, you can kind of tell if you're going to like somebody. Yeah. But I tell them, listen, everybody's good in the interview. Like people can put away a bad attitude for an interview. Yeah. So I just tell them, if you bring an attitude in here that is not making me feel good, if you make me feel bad, you got to go. Yeah. Like, and and I know that some people would think that's not enough to be fired. It is enough here. And so because we don't let negativity or bad attitudes come and live there. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: How, how many people work there?
3: So Casey is our only employee who doesn't work in Ardmore in the office. It's me, James, Rachel, and Katie. So all of us are in the office pretty much every day. I yeah. mean, I travel, but we all work in Ardmore. And then Casey's out on the road for us.
0: Nice. Yeah. And it, it's growl? time.
3: It's, yeah, we are. We're trying to find somebody for West Coast. I probably can't afford anybody in California like Preet.
0: <laughs> so you're looking for outside sales reps.
3: Yeah, I'm looking for like... Nice. Yeah, I am. That's good growth. It is good growth. Because you've
0: never had outside sales. I it's mean, It's just, just Casey. Casey, yeah. And
3: Casey wasn't in the beginning. And we've never really regionalized our customer base. And then we decided... You know, we had products where we were doing courses. So to, mm-hmm. for us to sh- interact with you in person, we had to see you at a show or be at a course. Maybe sometimes I'd go out a couple of days early and visit customers. Sure. But, I mean, I do everything. So, I mean, not everything, but I do a lot. Yeah. So I'm running the business. I'm doing all our marketing. And, I mean, I get behind on that stuff. I bet. If I travel. So I travel as, as little as possible. So we decided when Casey had some personal life developments that would make it great if she could move to Georgia, we were like, let's do it. Just move to Georgia. We're going to try to learn how to have outside sales reps. It's been a learning experience. I get it. So we put her out on the road, and it's been great. Um, It took a while to figure things out, but now she's just doing a great job, and we want to replicate that, and we've invested a lot in infrastructure and systems that work for us now. Mm -hmm. So we're ready. Like, we're way more ready than when we moved Casey to Georgia.
0: (laughs) You're ready for the flood of business. We're
3: ready. And we have so much business in that area of the country. And I know it would be great if we could have somebody that could be in the labs and be in the practices and helping them be successful with our products. But I'm super intimidated. How are you going to keep up up on the the box
0: art if you get this much more business?
3: Dude, Katie, (laughs) she's amazing. So, she's not the same Katie that I talked about in the podcast oh. interview. It's a new Katie.
0: <laughs> Was that a criteria for hire? You got to oh, have know, the same right? name because I can't remember everybody. No,
3: It's spelled differently, and her full name is Caitlin, so it's yeah. a little different, but <laughs> we call her Katie. And when I interviewed her, she asked her about, like, what she did in her personal, like, what's your, what are your hobbies? What, oh, what are yeah. your interests? She said, oh, I do hand lettering. You do what? <laughs> yeah, I do. I I." I Practice hand lettering and letter art. Yeah, I said, "What have you seen our Instagram?" She was like, "Yeah." So I brought something to show you what I can do. This girl, I know she will eventually be a technician. Like the more she's with us, she's.
0: That means you'll lose her though.
3: I know. (laughs) Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she can just learn how to do the things and then go out and teach for you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's one of those people that man. She could grow into a lot of different roles, but. She's loving what she's doing right now. Every single box that goes out the door. She's personally putting art on. And Holy it's sh- and moly. It, it's like, it's not scribble art. It's really good. I've seen pictures of it. Yes. Yeah. She's really good. But she loves it. And when she takes a break, she doesn't leave. She stays there. She gets her little brushes out. And she's doing hand lettering. Like, she's practicing. Because she just likes doing it. <laughs> she does hilarious. it at night. She does yeah. it on her break. So she is getting her creative fix. Yeah. With every shipment that goes out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: So you I feel like I did. <laughs> and Casey and I were just talking about that this morning cuz we were talking about, hey, are we going to be able to find somebody? Like how realistic is it that we're going to find somebody to add to our team that is going to be a great fit as great a fit as everybody else and on the team right now? And remote. Yeah. It's hard. It's tough. It's real hard. And we've had to be real honest with ourselves about the kind of environment we're creating for Casey. Because we have all these expectations for her. Yeah. You know? Well, y- your job is to go out and see everybody. And you're supposed to be as just as great as you were when you were in the office with us. Yeah. you're supposed to take that out into the world. That's hard to do. It when is. You are I not. just started. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard.
0: It takes a lot to walk into a place and mm-hmm. just be on. Yeah. And, you know, there's windshield time, driving around.
3: Mm -hmm. It's lonely. Like, you're on your own. You're on your own. It can be.
0: But you get to meet a lot of cool people.
3: Yeah, you really do. We just found this app that we're using. We tried it out, and we're definitely using it. That helps us kind of be more efficient in how we plan our routes. routes? What's this app
0: called? I might need it.
3: It's amazing. It's called Portator.
0: Portator?
3: Yeah. So you export your whole customer base, import it into Portator, and then you can label your customers. Like, you can say, I want to see this customer every 60 days. I want to see this customer every 180 days. You can put in there how much they've purchased from you, you know. Oh. And then Portator is constantly just automatically throwing you a route. And oh. it's amazing. And, like, say you talk to somebody, and you, they're, like, here. And you say, I'll come see you next week. So you just pull up Portator, pull them up, and add to schedule. And it will recalculate your next week so that nice. they're in there. It will tell you where to go. If somebody no-shows or they can't see you and you had time booked out, you just pull up the app and you just say missed appointment and recalculate your schedule. And it will recalculate your so day. So here's
0: my issue. So I'll plan a route. And let's say I'm going to stop by like six labs that day. Mm-hmm. I go to one and i walk in and eh, they're too busy to see me. I'm out yep. in 5 minutes. Yep. The next one i go into they're like, "Hey, here's a chair. Sit down." And i'm there yeah. for an hour and a half. Yeah. I don't know how to plan that. Yeah,
3: it's hard. Yeah. So, you can either have it it'll auto it'll fill your schedule. Yeah. And you can make appointments. So, you can convert, you can look at your schedule. So, what i do, i go one day a week. Like i on Wednesdays i go travel and see my customers in my car. Yeah. So, every Wednesday it knows i'm going to be working the road. So, it'll tell me who to go see. And then I'll pull that schedule up and go, okay, so I'll start calling people and confirming Mm
1: -hmm. the ones that I'm worried about. Sure.
3: And the minute I confirm it, I convert it to an appointment. So now it knows this is something where I've told the person I'm going to be there.
0: Interesting, yeah.
3: And the rest of it is just me stopping by. So when I have something where I'm there longer than I thought I'd be. Then I just changed the schedule to say this lasted until this time. Recalculate, and it recalculates. I think
0: this would be huge just for labs oh, going out to visit dental absolutely. offices. I
3: absolutely, mean, it's amazing. So it's like ninety bucks a month for yeah. for each user. Yeah, but I mean, and there's a. Uh, I'll just I'm going to show you.
0: <laughs> Remember, it's a podcast.
3: Whatever it's a podcast, they can't see this. But <laughs> so you can. Enter notes too. Yeah. On the visit, I've pre-programmed some options. It's really easy to do that kind of stuff. Customize it. So I've pre-programmed options for our products that we're focusing on right now, and we can say our opportunity at this appointment is X, Y, and Z product.
0: Yeah. You talked to um, them about this. Yeah. They were this interested customer in this. uses
3: X, Y, and Z product, and we want to talk about ABC. Then the notes from the call, you pull up and you just enter on your phone or you know dictate them, whatever. Yeah. And we had custom fields put in where I say, you know, they're interested in these products. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, It's very cool. Very, very cool. It
0: is cool. I'm going to look into it.
3: It's good. And you're right. I never thought about how it would be very good for labs, too. Yeah. It would be very good for labs. And you can customize it. Like, you can tell it to prioritize customers based on any criteria you really want.
0: So when you have that office that uses a lot of fixed Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get the removable business you could actually make those notes Mm -hmm. make sure that next time you stop by you're talking about not something they're already buying, Mm -hmm. talking about the other. That's cool.
3: It's really cool and it's uh, if you get done early let's say the opposite happens where you have a good meeting but you're done an hour before you anticipated if you have appointments booked the rest of that afternoon it's not going to mess with those but if your rest of your afternoon is just filled with Random people you're going to stop by, then you just press recalculate and it'll fill more people in. So no matter how your plans change, it's going to get you to the most customers possible. And you tell it what time you want to get home. Here's the latest. I want to get to my house. Yeah. If you're starting from a hotel somewhere else instead of your home yeah. that week, you just tell it that, and you tell it you want to get back there by this time. Or if you want
0: to go to the next town over, yeah, the hotel, that's cool.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. You could even pull the map up, and there's a lasso tool where you can like circle an area. Like I want to see all these people on and these it'll dates. P- yep.
0: Populate it. That's yeah. cool. It's
3: really cool. It's from like an Austrian company. And the people, like, before we even bought it, they were calling us every week. Is it working? Do you want some help? Nice. Like, it, I mean, it's really been a cool experience. But
0: And you brought over your customer base on, like, an Excel? Yeah. Just, like, straight over? So
3: every week I export our customer base and re-import it so that it
0: constantly, yeah, updates. constantly
3: updates. And every week I export our sales report for the customer so it constantly updates the revenue. Next to the name of each customer, it says the date they last ordered anything from us. Wow. So we always know. I mean,
0: it's... You guys are on top of it. You Watch out. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have that big booth.
3: The booth. Let me just tell you. Like, when people see it, they'll know what I'm talking about. But we really, really worked hard to figure out a way. It's our 10th anniversary. Okay. So we worked really hard to come up with an idea of something so modular that we could... Buy a little bit more of it every month because we were, you know, on pause with trade shows for almost two years. We had two years to buy this booth. So let's buy a little bit each month and make it really affordable for us where we're not out all this cash all at once. It's because of that objective that the booth ended up being what it is. And I'm so excited about it. But it's going to be badass.
0: How much space do you have at Chicago? It's
3: three booths in line. So we have a corner and then two in line. Wow. Because CM buys one booth, and they're right next to us. So mm-hmm. we have three total. So what we had to buy, we will only use the full version of it in Chicago. I almost brought the small version of it yeah. here, but I told Jill. I showed it to her. She wanted all the people that seen it. But I was like, well then people are kind of kind of already have a little idea and it's not as badass as the big just, one so you want to
0: open it yeah
3: It's waiting till Chicago. that's awesome yeah i'm really really excited but james is already planning to get there like a day early to start putting it together cuz
0: we have to ship it in and everything. Yes, yeah. God, they're
3: spinning me so many boxes. <laughs> and I still remember, like in our the first year that we sent a pallet to Chicago, we were so proud of ourselves. Like we posted a picture of it on our Facebook yeah. because we were big enough that we needed a pallet. Pallet.
0: <laughs> no, I never got to experience the vendor side until like two years ago when I was the podcast and I was there. That is epic. The yeah. amount of stuff that comes in and the amount of stuff that goes out of Chicago. And lab it feels day.
3: so ridiculous. Like, it feels so crazy.
0: It's just a chaotic running around of everybody and pallets yeah. and yep. shipping crates. Yep. And
3: well, and do you know, you know, we have a keg in our booth every year. We have oh. since the second year. And we're never sure if we're going to be able to get it in. Like, it's such a nightmare to try to get it to the booth. And so every year we just, we order it and we say, all right, we're going to get and it. And every in. year it makes it. Every year we make it just by the skin of our teeth. But it's one of the elements of our Chicago, like experience at our booth that we're never sure.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize happen. that. <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't have the okay to do that.
3: Well, we don't ask. We don't have the know, but we don't have the okay. And we keep, but we learned you can't have a four wheel cart to bring it in. It has to be two wheels.
0: <laughs> so you gotta use like a dolly.
3: Yeah, you have to use a dolly. You cannot use a cart. That's you a weird rule. You have to use rule. a dolly. It's a really weird rule. That some years they'll let the guy park where he can, he needs to. Some years they won't, and so we might have to figure out somewhere else to go. So,
0: where do you get it from? A local? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they just deliver it. They
3: deliver with it. Tap. And then the tap never works. I mean, it's a nightmare, that kick. A nightmare. Well, and I think they like roll it around in the back and throw it a couple times because it's so foamy until like the end of the first day. But it's worth it. We've I talked think.
0: to Judy Fishman about the alcohol at the show. Yeah. She says she does look at it. She doesn't. I like that. She just doesn't make doesn't a deal it. about it. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't know what happens. <laughs>
3: You know, somebody gave me like the best parenting advice that's right along that line one time. <laughs> they said don't see everything <laughs> and said,
0: Ignorance will get you far in life. I like it. I like yeah.
3: that. Don't see everything.
0: I don't know. Did he do it? I don't know.
3: No, I don't know. I didn't see that. I'll let that one slide.
0: <laughs> It's good to let them know that they got away with something. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> we need that satisfaction, experience in life when we head out into the world. I can't wait for Chicago. I'm really excited about Chicago. Yeah. This has made me excited about it rather than wonder if I remember how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> so Lab Day West you guys aren't going to be at? Mm-mm. No.
3: No. And, you know, we've, we go to Lab Day West. It's always a fantastic show. But it's a hard one for us, we just i don't think we i don't think we add value there hmm. I just don't think we do I've
0: never been this will be my first time I'm yeah excited.
3: yeah, we don't do education there because it's a smaller show, so I can't really staff it with enough people to have a course going and have the booth yeah. going, and it's like fast and furious down there I mean, It's just hard for us to add value because I think really when we can provide education is another way that we're successful at shows, but
0: Well, you're going to have Nina in Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. I'm saying it again. I'm saying it again, We're trying. She she
3: wants to. (laughs) She wants to. But we'll see. I hope so. We always have Andreas there, and he's wacky, but he knows his stuff. And so people learn a lot from him every year at the booth. And then Florian Steinheber usually comes over. So all the time at the booth, there's education going on. And we're kind of playing around with a few ideas of what we could do. It's a little bit reminiscent of how we started at Chicago. We used to... I used to have the technicians who used our products. There was no knowledge base here. Yeah. There were like 10 people that knew how to use our products.
0: Yeah. But now everybody talks about it. Now
3: everybody talks about it. But back in the day, nobody knew. And so we had the first two years of Chicago, I would rent a suite at the Swiss Hotel. And because Jensen had their big education day, people were already coming there to be educated. Yeah. So I just booked a suite and set up three tables in this like really cool corner suite and i had a rotating schedule of technicians who would sit at the tables
0: wow and
3: demo something and talk with somebody and only four people could sit at each table so people could book appointments basically yeah if they wanted to learn you know how to use new outline from josh polanski they could sit there and he would talk with them and show it for about an hour Yeah, yeah very personal so we're thinking about doing something like that To kind of celebrate where we came, you know, how we started.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great idea rather than a room with 20 or 30 people all watching somebody do something. Yeah. I think it's cooler that, you know, it's more personal. Yeah.
3: And people can choose what they want to get from it. I think the big challenge for a manufacturer anyway, or a representative for a manufacturer with these educational events is you're going to make. You're not going to make everybody happy with the entire program. Sure. So a few years ago, I realized the more I can segment the content, the better. Smart, yeah. So people can say, yeah, I mean, in a way, it leads to some missed opportunities because people think they know what they want to learn, but they may not realize that something else was important. So we might miss some things there, but in general... People are bombarded with so much information.
0: Especially that weekend. That weekend.
3: So if they can just say, okay, what's important to me is that I leave Chicago being better at pink composite for my milled prototypes for Forge. Okay, because there are like four people who can teach you that. Here are the times. What works for you. So that's what we're planning.
0: I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. Good. As long as Nina's one of them. She's going to be one. I keep pushing for her. (laughs) She's
3: going to be one. And she's so, like, we only know her. On social media.
0: Oh, like, I know. That's how I met her.
3: Yeah. So she's going to be somebody that'll be a little bit surreal to meet in person. But I'm really hopeful that it works out because I'm just blonde to that. now.
0: Don't you see that?
3: No. I bet she looks so good. <laughs> she's so cool. I don't
0: know. She posted something this morning where she was a blonde.
3: Okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get a live reaction of blonde Nina. I gotta see this.
0: I think it was a story. See? Because
3: I- she's still there. She is a beautiful brunette yeah. in her like flaxen haired. Let's see. Oh, she is. She's blonde. Oh Nina, girl. <laughs> she looks good too. I like it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, see? She's cool. There's the power Very of the cool. Instagram right yes, there. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna message her on that story and I'm gonna say We talked about it. Your you. hair is on the podcast. <laughs> and it looks good.
0: <laughs>
3: She's awesome. See, that, that's the before? Yeah. And that's the after. Girl. <laughs> I sent her some flames. There you go.
0: Okay. Nice. Tay, thank you so much. Always great to catch <sighs> up with you.
3: Yeah. Thank you. This was fun.
0: Good big things for you.
3: I hope so. Man, we try. We really, if there's one thing I can say about us, is that we will always try. <laughs> so I want
0: to know, every year you do fantastic like advertising for Christmas cards you caught my attention last year with the 80s yeah i know what's this year i won't
3: know until it comes i don't know that idea came about a week before we made the (laughs) cards and we always just kind of brainstorm i don't remember whose idea that was i think it was rachel that found the picture that inspired that card and so i don't know what it'll be every year it's different we did a lame one one year it was actually a beautiful picture but um, we did, like, this street art from Barcelona that uh, uh, Carlos Solvins from Annex in Spain. Yeah. He's a wonderful photographer, and he takes pictures of street art. And So I did a card, and this is crazy. It mi- I might have caused COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you really
0: want that on record?
3: <laughs> Listen to this story, and you'll wonder. So this card has beautiful street art, and I tried. I'm not a philosophical person. Okay. <laughs> like some people in our industry are super philosophical. I am not. But I tried to be for a minute. Yeah. And inside the card, it said, May 2020, in 2020, (laughs) may you find unexpected beauty around every corner. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We found something around every corner.
0: So I made t-shirts for the podcast and it said. 2020, the decade for dental technicians. And then a month later, we were all shut down. (laughs) We did it, Elvis. (laughs) You and and me. Son of a... Put
3: something out into the universe. I still have the shirt. And God said, not today. No, no, no,
0: no. no. We're not going to let you have the decade. We're at least going to mess nope. up the first year.
3: <laughs> nope. So th- I had forgotten how prophetic that was because that went out in January. We can't ever get our shit together for Christmas cards. Yeah, it's always yeah. New Year's cards. Yeah, it's cool. So we had sent it out in January. And then by the time March rolled around, I kind of forgot about it. And then it was sitting on my desk, and I was like, like "Son of a," <laughs> this was not a good year to send that card. <laughs> and so, not only did I learn not to be philosophical ever, but I was like, "Why did we even do that?" Like, I think I didn't have an idea. Yeah. And I was just like, "This picture's so cool." And now I know, like, we just we have to keep thinking. Until well, we're we find expecting an
0: idea. epic next year. Oh, I'll try. I'll try. I I vote for cheesy seventies. Family photos. So you, we did you have one. have the hand on the shoulder. We
3: did one like that where everybody's <laughs> eyes were closed. <laughs> we were all like cheersing with little glasses and everybody's eyes were closed. So we kind of did that. We had like really ridiculous Christmas sweatshirts yeah. on. But 70s might be cool. Have you seen Mitch Hurst's Christmas cards? Mm-mm. So Mitch Hurst and his brother have a lab and they do Christmas cards that Every year.
0: They're just epic.
1: Oh,
3: my God. They're hilarious. I wait for them every year, and they never disappoint.
0: I want to get on his list.
3: Yeah, you have to. And he posts them on. He doesn't send them out. I don't think he sends them out.
0: Oh, they're just posted. Just posted oh. on Facebook. But well, maybe maybe better. he gets them printed. I don't yeah. know.
3: But, yeah, I'm good. I'll am i find some, and I'll send them to you. Yeah,
0: that's hilarious. I love a good So G. I have to
3: say, he gets the credit, because he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Like, he gets the credit for that strategy of yeah. making people laugh really hard at christmas time
0: as we all need yes. <laughs> we do, we do we do awesome tay we're missing something on uh ladies of the mill they're on stage it Says,
3: who knows your goals
0: do you know your goal no no i feel it secret <laughs> secret is not having any
3: <laughs> you know i'm so driven by like a feeling i just know things feel right when i'm doing the right thing yeah so I l- had to hire somebody who do, who's, who's, like, realistic and, and knows how to set goals and well, keep Well, who us was on talking track.
0: yesterday? The vision board. Do you have a vision board?
3: No. <laughs> <Who has laughs> if I did, <laughs> it would have the funniest stuff on it, Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I have a vision board. It's sleep every day. Yes. Every day I want to get to bed and I going to go to sleep. <laughs> I want some
3: time by myself. I want to take a bath. I want to read a book. (laughs) These are the things.
0: They're small visions, but they're happy visions. I know. And And they're achievable visions.
3: I feel so inferior as a woman when I hear somebody talk about how they had a vision board with a special fridge on it. And I'm like, I don't care what my fridge looks like. Like, maybe I should. Maybe that's what's missing. But I feel like me making a vision board would just call attention to, like, the areas of my life that I neglect, but it's it's, yeah, it's better
0: just to bury those. It's better.
3: <laughs> I mean, my life's going pretty good, so why would I dig that up? Whatever you're doing, it's working. Exactly. Let's not
0: create more issues. I don't need to know what I don't have. <laughs> I need to be
3: happy with what I do have.
0: Be grateful for what you <laughs> have. I can put a ton of unachievable things on a board. Sure, if that's, that's what you want me to do. That's just make me feel bad. When I don't get it. <laughs> Nobody needs that in their life. So,
3: nobody is paying me to lecture about creating a life that you want, and this is why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I noticed you weren't on stage this weekend. I was not.
3: I'm going to be today.
0: Oh, you, you, yeah. Yep, the vendor's yep, on the yep, couch. It's going to be am. exciting.
3: James is very nervous. He's very scared because he told me, he said, he's worried because I'm not as into lady stuff. As other people. I said, what do you think I'm going to do? Go up there and say lady stuff is bad or what?
0: <laughs> Use Jill's worst word possible. I am worried about that.
3: <laughs> I am worried about that because I said something. I cussed already in front of her today. And then I immediately felt bad. And yeah. I looked. I, she was very nice about it. She didn't, like, look at me like I was bad. But I know she doesn't like it. So i got to wash my mouth.
0: Yeah. I've got to you got to pronounce I an it, right? Yes.
3: <laughs> I asked her. I was like, what are you going to ask me? She wouldn't tell me. No. That's killing James. He's like, she just needs to tell you like, so you can prepare.
0: Mm-mm.
3: And I said, Jill, what do these people want to know from me? I don't, I don't know how to run a dental from lab. From
0: what I gather, it's they want to hear your story. But you only got like three minutes.
3: That's the other thing. He knows I'm going to get up there and not let, let anybody talk.
0: Just tell everyone to listen. We'll figure out what episode you were on. So just just listen to listen episode to that what, podcast. The whole yeah. thing is in. There. It's in there. Don't waste my time. <laughs> I got visions to I accomplish. I got a vision board. I gotta finish. <laughs> <laughs> this is not on it. <laughs> this
3: couch is not on the vision board. <laughs> yeah, we should listen. Oh, see, this is cool. So they're talking about how much money, uh, what to charge, and like how to. This is the thing that I got feedback from people. They want to know more about the business strategy.
0: Oh, we're missing good stuff. We are missing good stuff. All right, Tay, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate you. you. Bye. Bye.
1: Whitmix is pleased to add the Vericast OS, a burnout pattern print resin, to Whitmix's growing Veribrand resin offering. Veracast OS works with LCD and DLP printers in both 385 and 405 nanometer wavelengths. It prints accurate and detailed crowns, bridges, substructures, and RPD frameworks. It's durable and leaves no ash or residue. Since it burns out cleanly, Veracast OS is ideal for investment casting and ceramic pressing. For optimal results, we recommend the Whitmix resin Vest which is a phosphate investment made specifically for burning out printed or milled resin patterns. Visit Whitmix.com to learn more about the Vericast OS or any of Whitmix's other 3D print resins. A huge thanks once again to everyone who sat down with my partner Elvis at Ladies of the Mill Summit. I am really sorry I couldn't be there. I had some family issues that were super important It might not have been a bad thing because then the conversation with Tay would have been a probably another 40 minutes longer. So special thanks to Jill and Christina for not only inviting the podcast to participate, but for providing a platform for so many technicians to refresh, reflect, and recharge. While the conversations from this last event are over, I will be sure to be there next year when we talk to a whole new group of ladies of the mill. Yay
0: super excited me too about the same time next year same place we'll keep you posted awesome all right everybody that's all we got for you we'll talk to you next week
1: we're drinking vodka and cranberries and watching friends nice